Welcome to Alitit's Podcast Season 1 Wrap-Up Spectacular. In this special episode, we take a look back on the many guests we had the pleasure of talking to during the past few months. We recall all the great information, sneak peeks, and special laughs through these shows that we got to share with our guests, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Well, Tim, this is our season ending of season one, and this is sort of a recap show, a clip show. We're going to be running sound bites of some of our guests. We're going to talk about episodes. We're going to talk about history segments. And um, I guess kind of looking back in retrospect, um, we have, uh, this is the 15th episode, so we'll have 15 episodes under our belt. Um, you know, give me, your, give me your thoughts. Give me your take. Uh, what, what did you think of, of season one? And uh, what were your, some of your major takeaways? I know you and I connected um, almost, what, almost a year ago or so, or year plus, and, you know, we were throwing some ideas back and forth. And I think it was kind of cool, like, how we finally started talking more and more, like, like hey, Let's get on. Let's get on this. And uh, I think it was kind of cool, especially during this whole pandemic and everything. Like, um, I know you're, you and I are both in our Studio One A um, setups, so I think it's kind of cool just to see the factor of um, how we're doing this apart, but yet we're creating something um, and interacting with local um, Lidditz residents and even former Lidditz residents, and so still some of them they call it home. I think it's kind of cool that we get to. Uh, showcase their their story showcase um their uh yeah i just think it's it's been a great opportunity and i think it's it's been fun and what, what what's your take well yeah I, I think it's been great and eye-opening and and uh you know i'm one of those people that i always enjoy learning new things and uh you know some of these guests i knew going in and i learned many things about them that i didn't know before some of these people i never met before and um I learned so many uh, things about them and their business and their personal lives and their kids and, uh, you know, what makes them tick and what makes them go and what inspires them and what motivates them. And kind of to what you said earlier, I I think this is also a good show to kind of mention some of the behind the scenes things that we do here and what it takes to put an episode together. I mean, um, you'll back me up on this. Most of our episodes were recorded over the telephone, over the phone, not in person with our guests. And even one step further, uh, me and you not even being together for most of the episodes. Yeah. So I don't know if people realize that. And um, so after the episode is recorded, I take it into an editor. I edit the audio. Um, when I first started doing it, it took me several days. But once I got the program down, it now takes me just a couple hours. So we can uh, turn these episodes out pretty quickly. So I've gotten better and better. And Tim's behind the Instagram posts that you see with the audio clips. And uh, we both manage our social media pages. But I want to kind of look back, I want to go back to our first episode and start there and move forward towards our 14 episodes um, that we had guests on and, and kind of, you know, think back, talk back, you know, flashback and, uh, you know, just kind of highlight, you know, these episodes a little bit. Maybe some of our listeners are new. Maybe they jumped in halfway through the season And uh, maybe there's a lot of episodes that they haven't listened to yet and caught up with. So this show also kind of serves as a uh, a sneak peek, or I guess you'd say, or maybe a teaser, I guess is the better word, just to kind to uh, just 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 to uh, have them go back and listen to some of our shows. And remember the very first episode, obviously, it was just you and I. We didn't have any kind of guest. We just uh, talked about our hobbies and uh, our careers and that was actually in january that episode episode one i believe dropped in january and um it's interesting to see you know kind of how far we've come and um i remember we we recorded that episode really weren't sure you know how everything was going to go and uh we we sat on that episode for a couple weeks and actually we ended up i think publishing it in january 14th i believe was when that actually went out over the air but from your perspective tim take us back to our first show what were you thinking what were you feeling i mean did you think i would be as awesome um that i am now or did you know is it even possible for me to be even more awesome than you thought i would be or oh i think you're uh you're beyond awesome (laughs) i think the for i'll i don't want to make it sound like 
degrading ourselves. But I know with both of our production background, you know, I'm not really, I'm more of a visual video editor. So you doing all this to you for doing it because that's probably, um, I, I don't know if you want to tell the listeners how long it took you to edit the first one and then just the continuation of you editing it down and cutting the ums and the ims and um, you can leave those in there if you'd like. But uh, <laughs> I think it you've you've done a great job and I know you do the historical foundation. You, you run multitude of pages and I think that all the content that you provide um, just via the Facebook and, and like even on, when you post on uh, Instagram, I think it's, you have such an ability and such a gift and talent. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to start talking with you and start doing this. And I think this has um, been really fun. And, you know, I, I remember recording again in our studio one, a, uh, AKA my, my car, um, outside in the freezing cold. And right now it's like in the 60s, 50s, 60s. So I think it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting the uh, weather change. But I think it's uh, it's been really good. Just uh, it's, we have our weekly talks and also we record and um, I send you annoying videos of food that I get at Dosido because I know every episode, I swear it's like every episode, someone yeah. mentions Dosido. So. Yeah, dosi dough and or coffee somehow makes it into every single episode, whether we're drinking coffee, we're uh, talking about coffee, talking about going to get coffee, asking ourselves when we're going to get coffee. Um, so I think the word coffee probably comes up in, in every episode. And, and yes, I think uh, it's definitely mentioned in the first episode. And uh, certainly dosi dough is as as well. So why don't we move on to uh, our, so so yes, actually looking here, our first show was published January 14th. Um, Then we took a two week break and let that show kind of go out there. And um, we came back with our second show that was published February 8th, which seems so long ago now. Our very first guest was uh, Lidditz's own Jason Burkholder, who gave us a preview of the 2021 Lidditz Ice Walk, formerly the Lidditz Ice Fest, uh, the Ice Walk was a several days event. We interviewed Jason, and I think that was your uh, uh, your introduction to Jason, or maybe one of your very first introductions to Jason. So from your perspective, Tim, take us back. Uh, what was it? How did it feel to interview our first guest and have the first, you know, uh, show that had a, a guest on it, un, you know, uh, under your belt? Yeah, I think it was pretty cool, and I think um, that uh, thanks to, you you know, obviously in our, our group chat with Jason, it's Jason's been monumental and he's been beneficial just to help us in little everyday tasks. And just, uh, he's one of our number one supporters. So Jason, thank you so much for being one of our first guests and just continuous, continuously, uh, supporting us. Word that best describes how I think you should, you should visit the Lidditz area is, is the word explore. You know, we all have kind of our our locals and reliables. I've kind of, you know, just mentioned a couple here, but there's just so much to see. You know, I mean, if you haven't yet, you don't have to do it all in one day. Come back on a regular basis. But I think, you know, having um, talking to him before and then during the the live, which I don't want to step on your toes for the third episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, no, I think Jason was excellent. And I think, um, a lot of the stuff that he, you know, he mentioned was, it was great. So, yeah, we really appreciated his insight and his talk about his background, being a kid growing up in Lidditz and then his professional career as a, as a realtor. So yeah, like you said earlier, moving on now to our third episode live from the Lidditz ice walk one week later. And, uh, this was our only show so far. Um, that we did kind of a, a men on the street roaming around town, interviewing customers, interviewing people attending the show, interviewing uh, business leaders and business owners. And of course, we, we caught up with Jason Burkholder then. So what was what was your experience from, from covering the ice walk there? You also did an amazing video that you posted on our um, on our social media. But what was what was that like? Did you enjoy walking around and spending a couple hours walking around town, talking to people live? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of a, a cool way to, um, you know, we did practice social distancing and we were wearing a mask at the time and to interact with um, uh, interact with the Lidditz residents. I thought that was kind of fun and just kind of cool. No pun intended. 
um, <laughs> to see also <laughs> to it's see fi- just the different. Fire, sculpt- right? um, yeah, I just thought it was so cool to see the different um, sculptures that the different businesses um, here in Lidditz and Lancaster County um, support. Um, just this kind of event and to make it keep going. What would you say uh, your favorite all-time candy is? Maybe not to make, but just something you maybe have a special memory of as a kid or uh, what your favorite candy? Okay, so hopefully my wife doesn't get upset with me, but um, I am the one that invented the gummy squiggles. They are the gummy worms. Uh, they were invented by me back in 1979. So, uh, so you, I just got, you invented the gummy worm. I did. I had no idea. Yes. This, I learned something today. Yes. Also, I was the one that named Sour Patch Kids. You're for real. For real. Um, yeah, uh, Sour Patch Kids really aren't kids. They are a Swedish troll. Uh, because that's where they were originally made in Sweden. And um, they then had to come up with a name. And myself and the vice president of the company both came up with the name Sour Patch Kids. I never knew that. That is that is amazing. I was shooting video. And then, like, I remember, like, looking at you while you were holding the the phone to, while you were interviewing them. And I was like, is, it, is this real? What? I was just so like, wow, that's so cool. So I think that's... The gummy worm. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And did he also name um, Sour Patch Kids? Yes, and they're actually what they're trolls, actually, not kids. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't trolling us by telling us that. Oh! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that was that was just a fun time, and and creating the video was awesome, and and just uh, I think I want to do more of that uh season two and moving forward i'm going to do kind of you know now that covid's sort of slowly kind of going away we hope i want to do more of those kind of you know on the street interviews absolutely all right moving down to episode number four artisan mill company with ian and ashley gantz that was a great interview recorded over the phone and uh you know we were just so impressed with their space there uh both of us since then or before then ha- had been in and to take pictures and so forth. But I, I know you and I were both uh, separately r- really blown away with what they did to that s- space and renovating that old mill and, and 90 vendors under one roof. We had so many countless, countless customers come in um, and just say like, you know, I'm really, you know, they're really making an effort to shop small this year. And, you know, they were just so happy that that um, Artisan Mill came came to lit it. So we were just super. Yeah, the community super grateful for that. Amazing. I mean, just the support and people coming in and just being so grateful that we're there. Yeah, it's honestly, I feel like it's continuously growing. Um, And I know I spoil anything, but I know with the expansion on their exterior, um, it's not technically Artisan Mills, but it's, you know, part of the I would want to say the campus. you can uh, find out from more information through them and hopefully we can have them on maybe season two to maybe explain what's going on. Um, but I think it's kind of cool. And I've been in there so many times, so, so many times I've gotten uh, birthday gifts for my friends and actually I got some stuff from my mom there from Mother's day. So oh, nice. I think, um, yeah, supporting, supporting local and just, uh, just again, like you said, the renovations they did um, is just, you go in there and it's like, because on the outside, it looks so small, if I'm going to be honest. But once you step through those doors, yeah, it, I, I don't know how they fit the 90 vendors in there. I, they, they have some secret math formula that I was never good with, but they did it. And I think it looks great. Even over three floors, I mean, it's amazing, like you said. Not that the building looks tiny from the road or from the parking lot, but you step in there and, and you literally, it, it's like you're not even stepping into the same building that you're seeing as you're pulling in. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a Hollywood what, set somehow. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what do you think of Ian and Ashley Gantz? Seem to be really nice people. Oh, so friendly. So friendly and personable. They're, they're great people to talk you, to and interview with. Do you see yourself going to uh, Artisan Mill a lot more in the future? Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely. <laughs> I, I've gone there at least, I think, what, two times this past week? So it's just uh-huh. kind of like I've, I've been going there more often. Moving on to our next show, which is show number five, Life Moments Candle Company with guest Devin Strickler. And um, refresh Can't our forget. listeners, you actually met Devin uh, before you – before we recorded this podcast, tell us, 
tell us about that. You dropped off cupcakes or something, or? Yep, dropped off some cupcakes for Kitty Cakes and Co. And uh, I met her that way, and I remember her doing a Facebook Live, and again, just saying thanks for it. And um, I think this kind of brought out her personality. Of she, some guest came into her shop and was like, "Look, I got cupcakes," and she just kind of basically gave them away. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's her heart, and I think that's a, a really cool thing to have. And um, I was going to say we can't forget about all her all her other coworkers from the office, you know. But yes. I think uh, <laughs> she's yes. she's so funny and personable, and the copier, uh, yeah, yeah, the copier. And, <laughs> and uh, I remember you you went in there uh, that week after the show came out to shoot some video, and you got to meet her again and 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 do a couple videos. And I remember you saying to, "Oh, Devin's so awesome, and she's so personable." And and uh, yeah, I know you guys hit it off. That was that was pretty cool to see and and give some love to the Brookerville shops out there. And you know, she's such a kind person that uh, we weren't expecting this or anything, but she gave us each our own candle too. She did. And I, it smells so good. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'll be honest. I haven't burned it yet because it's just, it. I, every time I open it, it just, it's so, but yeah, I did what? get one for my mom for mother's day. Yeah. So I got the cartoons and cereal because, you know, I guess I'm a child at heart and I guess she can see that as well. I feel like she's like a long lost sister because I feel like we kind of can, can share the same energy. Like we're, both very, we talk with our hands and very hyper, um, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I th- again, I, I haven't burnt it yet, but it just every time I, I open it, it just don't want to. Our collection of candles, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's about 40. So I think we have about 40 that are here kind of throughout the year. This excludes the Christmas candles, which is its own thing every year. And it's kind of crazy. Um, so we, and customers always ask me this too, but we have kind of like a rotating top 10. Well, she gave me the uh, the, the, the Lidditz one that smells like chocolate. And actually I'm in the same boat as you. I haven't burned mine either because I love to just, unscrew the lid and smell it it's so weird and then put the lid back on i guess i don't know maybe that makes me weird i go around and smelling candles but i promise i will be burning it soon and um i you know i would be a little remiss if i uh didn't tell our listeners that um i didn't get my candle from you for about what a month later (laughs) (laughs) i i'm i'll admit i opened it a few times to you know smell (laughs) i I, I think it smelled pretty good yeah no that was a, a fun show to do and uh, obviously, like you said, a great person. And we just learned a couple of days ago, Devin announced on her Facebook page that actually she will be sadly moving out of Lidditz, uh, moving out of Brookerville and moving her shop uh, next year closer to her home. So we wish her the best and uh, we're going to keep in touch. And uh, we, like I said, we just wish her so much success in the future. Even though she's still in Lidditz, uh, but even when she moves out, you can definitely still get um, her candles at Purple Robin, which is kind of a, a yes. cool little side thing. Yes, definitely. Good. That's Thank you for mentioning that. Okay, moving on to our next show. This was the first show where we actually had an exclusive first. Do you know what show I'm talking about? I think it's a good one. I think it's going to be a banger. Yes, banger. And that's a perfect choice of words. Uh, of words. It was the 4th of July in Lidditz with Kelly Martin. We had a playlist just about done for fireworks. Um, and then March happened. And I remember we were supposed to have a committee meeting on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. And at that time, there was all this, oh, let's shut down for two weeks kind of thing. So, you know, in our in our heads, that's what we were thinking. Oh, it's going to be a couple weeks here. And so we postponed our committee meeting to early April. And it became apparent in early April that we weren't going to be able to meet either. So we did a Zoom meeting in April. And we sort of decided at that time, well, let's not pull the plug yet. Let's see what's going to happen. She gave us the exclusive as to what the plan is for the 4th of July, uh, at least at the time that we recorded that, which was late February. The show published March 8th. Uh, and since then, it was a great show. We really enjoyed talking to Kelly and talking about how they uh, managed and mitigated uh, their COVID uh, regulations at last year's celebration and, and uh, the fact that the fireworks show looked so different. But since then, um, you know, we understand uh, when we first talked to her that uh, they were going to go with the, you know, go on with the show as normal. Now they announced uh, a couple weeks ago that it's going to be a ticketed, limited event. 
But I'm very curious to talk to her soon, and maybe she'll be one of our guests for season two, one of our first guests for season two, because you probably saw the announce that uh, beginning Memorial Day, there'll be no restrictions on gatherings. So, you know, you have to wonder if they're kind of regrouping now and uh, maybe it'll be uh, still a ticketed event. Maybe it'll be an unlimited number event. Obviously, people still have to wear masks. So it's going to be really great to talk to her about what's in store for the 4th of July in Lidditz this year with all the changes that everyone, uh, not just the 4th of July, not just Lidditz, but, you know, one thing that COVID has taught us is, um, you know, you have to be uh, kind of expandable. You you have to uh, be adaptable to to change. So so kind of give me your give me your thoughts on our interview with Kelly Martin and uh, you know what, what what were some of your takeaways from that episode? I just thought it was pretty cool with the insight in um, her planning stuff um, with her husband and um, I mean I should say the Lidditz team, but also with her husband and Penn at Penn Cinema trying to set off those fireworks over there at the airport. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I just thought that was just really eye-opening and just all the people that are still giving um, to support this tradition that Lidditz has because we're the oldest continuous celebrating of independence in in the United States. Um, But I just think it's just really cool um, just, you know, how she's grown up in Lidditz and just everything, the whole, her whole family is just um, involved with the, the queen of candles and everything like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And, and if you remember that history segment that week, we talked about the park caves, the caves are at the end of the park. I said, uh, I gave some history on there and I remember you also mentioned you were always kind of fascinated with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we could crawl through there, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our next show featured house of his creation with Matthew Neff. And they had recently moved from Brickerville to downtown Lidditz. And it was great talking to Matt about his mission, him growing up in Lidditz. If you remember, uh, one of his favorite memories was when Muhammad Ali came to town to Wilbur Chocolate Factory. Do you remember when he talked about that? Yep. What is currently Chilungo's was my childhood home and my father's paint shop. And we used to go out when the guys came out on break, they would like want football or baseball or Frisbee, whatever we were doing in the yard. And we used to leave a basket of like footballs and things out there for them to play with in the street, just being decent people. And it paid off big time in 1978 when Muhammad Ali came into town and they snuck us through the back of uh, Wilbur and got us right in front of the steps where Muhammad Ali was. And what were some of your takeaways from the House's creation uh, episode? That he was at one of one of my mainstream uh, coffee places you know at starbucks um for a while and you know that he took that leap of faith um in doing something um yeah i think you know just the the fact that he left starbucks to do something a little bit more rewarding um i think that was you know at least for his heart and uh for his family just taking care of um young women um with expecting a baby or something you know i think that's Mm -hmm. um that's a that's a good heart, and I know we yeah. need more people like that in the world. To I, and I know there's a lot of people in the world with a helping hand, but to know that there's a, a guy here locally that's that's doing that, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, if you remember the um, shifting gears here, yeah, and if you remember one of our conversations after we interviewed Matt was we talked about the Lidditz Beaver who is still on the loose. Apparently, I don't know. Do you have any yeah. thoughts about the Lidditz Beaver or? Yeah, he he can't be damned. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know I other cra- people are are certainly damning him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy, um, crazy that he's still on the loose. You know, maybe in season two we can get an update. Hopefully, he's doing okay. Hopefully, he's uh, you know, not destroying any more property here in Lidditz, But hopefully, he can be taken somewhere and someone can love him. <laughs> All right, so moving down, our next episode was uh, another fun one, a lot of fun, catching up with entertainer J.J. Brown. What do you remember about that that episode? Corey, you know me. My jaw was down on the ground that whole time. I was just hyped up. I thought it was so cool, Um, and that was kind of a a fun one to do. Uh, Like, in other words, that first Rambo commercial where I said Rambo's a one-man army, that was wave one. 
Okay, then then they they say that was successful. Let's release wave two, just like they do now with my my new He-Man origin stuff from Target. And so it's like, who's the kid that behaved? Have him come back. We'll give him a new line. And so I think I did about four Rambo commercials because I was so well behaved. My father always had me there on time. I understood I couldn't take the toys home. And when when the paycheck would come, my dad would take me to Toys R Us and buy me whatever I wanted. <laughs> we talked to him for a good solid. I think it was like close to two hours. I don't because I know we were talking about at one point making the episode a two parter. Yeah. Um, but again, props to you for cutting it down. But I mean, uh, JJ was great, 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 great to talk to and interview. And um, you know, like I, I sent in our little group chat. Next time he's in town, I'll get a aroma on me. You know. Yeah, and, and tell our listeners, remind them what aroma is. It's honestly just a <laughs> turkey, uh, turkey and cheese sub uh, with fruit punch and salt and vinegar chips. But it's something that uh, that's a staple to him and that he got as a child. And you know, it's something I would never have gotten because um, I am set in my ways. So something, if you want to get the Tim or whatever, you know, that's something else. But the aroma is a, uh, you know, his childhood, and I thought I, I tried it out the one day. And, it's different. Again, it's something I wouldn't have gotten, but without him, you know, you know, his persuasion and like, yo, this is the, this is the sandwich, um, that he would love to get. So somehow, hopefully one day he can come back and get it or if we can ship it out to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talk about a guy that's really, you know, a lit person that really made good for himself. I mean, you know, he's done it all. Remember he was in Rocky five. He was in major, uh, other major motion pictures, TV commercials, the Fulton opera house, um, he, he did it all in, in the entertainment industry, a rapper, a producer. And, uh, you had mentioned about me editing it down. And I, I honestly, I don't edit down these podcasts that much. I mean, I think we sent him some great questions and, uh, we spent a lot of time talking to him and, and I think, you know, the episode is what it is, but you know, really all our guests, and I, well, I've said this a lot too. All of our guests have just been really good, really good talkers, really good interview subjects. And it makes my job so much easier, too, when I don't have to do a lot of editing. And he was the kind of guest that, uh, you know, you just push play and let him go. And and, uh, it was just so fascinating to learn about him and catch up with him after many years of uh, him not. I haven't seen him in many years, so great to catch up with him. And uh, the history segment for that show was the Lidditz Drive-In. Remember I had mentioned there was a, a, a drive-in theater in Lidditz many, many uh, years ago. We, we talked about that and um, maybe someday uh, a permanent drive-in in a field somewhere will, will come to Lidditz. Would you, would you go to that, Tim, if there was one? Oh, absolutely. I think that's definitely a, uh, a pastime that uh, I feel like my generation and even future generations, certain areas would be like, uh, I don't, you know, yeah, you can go to a, a big theater and with lazy boy and squishy chair and a recliner, but there's just something about, you know, staying in your car, turning your radio to a whatever station, or if they have the speakers right outside the window, I think that's, there's just a nostalgic feeling to that. Moving down to the next episode, Lily's on broad with Sharon Ginrich. Now, like the live from the ice festival, that was uh, a show that we actually interviewed her live and in person. I remember um, I had gotten coffee from tomato pie cafe and then you were running a bit late. So I was kind of hanging out, checking out her shop. Then you uh, joined up with us and then we interviewed her and uh, talk about your experiences uh, going to Lily's on broad and uh, meeting Sharon Ginrick. Yeah. I thought her store was so, you know, cute. <laughs> I thought it was like a perfect little store for all the little things that she had in there. Um, and I thought, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good location. Um, that's like the heart of downtown Lidditz. Yeah, so we uh, have everything from uh, antiques, vintage items to brand new uh, things coming in. I have uh, eight different vendors. Some of those vendors make things from, um, you know, homemade, handmade. And then I have some who um, bring in items um, that are, you know, older or antiques, things like that. And I feel like that she was also very happy um, and kind of not just in us, but just with all the, I want to say vendors, but just all the people that she has in her store selling her items. I think that everyone um, has a, a meaning behind and a story behind each one of those sellers. I think they, there's uh, artisanships that 
Lidditz in Lancaster County has all the talent. There's so much talent in this in this area. So I'm I'm so happy that people get to showcase it. Well, moving down to our next episode, which was actually published on April 5th, was Preserving Military History with Nick Serikstad. Nick really amazed us, not only with his collection, but also with the information, the history, and the memories that were attached to his collection. And, you know, I got to give him credit for, um, for taking on this, this task of, of not only trying to keep as many things together, but just preserving this history and uh he wasn't in it for the money he was in it again his heart was in it for uh preservation and and just trying to keep things together and 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 really kind of keeping the 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 spirit of these uh veterans alive the collection itself probably started with some old camo and patches and eventually just took off on 2004 ish i started as a reenactor with the 45th infantry division, I was 14, 15 when I started, I remember gathering some funds from family members to help purchase all the necessary gear and uniforms that I needed. I was extremely fortunate to start in the hobby with most of what I needed right off the bat. Uh, A lot of guys couldn't do that. When I first met him, it was actually going back to this again. It was um, the Lidditz Beaver. Uh, He had messaged me on Facebook and, and uh, we had talked about the Lidditz Beaver on one of the Lidditz community pages and we met and um, I, I didn't know who he was uh, and uh, we met and tried to see the beaver. And of course um, we didn't see it, but, and then I got to talking to him and talking a little bit about what he does and his hobbies. And that's when this information came up and I, and I said, you know, Hey, you'd make a great guest on a Lidditz podcast. So it was just neat to kind of have that all uh, go full circle then. I definitely say that's a perfect segue into saying, hey, if there's anybody listening that uh, has any awesome, unique collections or has a unique talent or has done something a little unique, I guess the word is unique, uh, but uh, if you did anything, um, if you have done anything, just feel free to reach out to Corey or myself or basically reach out to our social media. Remember when I said to you, hey, Tim, are you ready for the, se- the history segment? And you're like, oh, yeah. Then I say... Tim, have you ever thought about running away with the circus? <laughs> and, and then I forget what you said. And then as a roast, I said back to you, yeah, you know, sometimes I wish you'd run away with the circus. <laughs> Do you remember I that? I clearly too much, so I think I'd fit in well, right? <laughs> I don't know why I make, I just crack myself up whenever I think of that whole, like, conversation. I don't know, because I, I think you were, like, not expecting me to say, Tim, have you ever thought about running away with the circus? <laughs> I don't know why. I just that just cracks me up every time I think about that and I think back to that. Oh man. Okay, moving down to our next episode, another episode that we filmed uh, and uh, well, we did film some video, but we also interviewed them live. Bunyard Marketplace. What, what's your thoughts? They were so nice. I know we actually interacted them back at almost episode three, technically, with the live at the ice yes. walk. Yep. Um, that was one of her first big events and she was excited. They were excited to be there, I should say. So I think it was kind of cool to, to interview her and tie back to that and ask how that was going. And, um, all the artists that we work with live in their village homes. Um, and like you said, Yusuf, the importance of staying in your home community, developing your home community. And in many places that we talk about that, the importance of being able to stay in your home community and, and find work there. Um, we often ask like how many of you actually were born and bred in this area and we don't get to see a lot because here in North America Mm -hmm. we are very mobile Mm -hmm. Um, but I think as we're seeing our smaller communities develop the importance of having folks that stay and work in that community live in that community you know shop in their downtown community makes a big difference yeah for that building being not abandoned, but emptied for a long period of time and the renovations that they have done to it. Yeah, and I, you know, all the renovations they've done and with that building being preserved by the historical foundation of the United States, I would say, just with that building just being so old. And Corey, I think it was kind of fascinating that you said this was one of the first buildings in Litz with, what was it again? Yes, it actually had two firsts. It had the first home in Lidditz that had indoor plumbing and the first home in Lidditz that had hot and cold water. Yeah, I just think that is just so fascinating. I don't. I think that was part of your history segment. But Correct. I, I think, yep. 
Yep. Yeah, I just I think that they were just just welcoming with some open arms, and you know I thought it was cool um, that Yusuf gave us the tour of the upstairs. I was so impressed, not just with the inside of that building, the renovations, uh, not just how things were set up in there, not just with Jenny and Yusef, but the products, everything was just stellar in that store. I mean, their customer service, they were great to talk to. They were fun to interview and uh, their son was really nice. And, uh, you know, wow, just a great experience there. And, and, and you know, if, if anyone has not been there yet, you, you walk into Bunyad Marketplace it's it's amazing it's again it's kind of like artisan mill where you walk through the door and you're like i can't believe how big this is in here you know what i mean <laughs> exactly right? I right? exactly yep 100 percent. yeah 110 percent. all right moving down to our next episode uh was uh, our very first author we got to interview uh sherry medini who talked about her new book parenting while working from home and uh what were your uh recollections of that episode tim i think you know once i uh, get married and have a kid i think it will definitely her book will come in handy and i think it's kind of cool that we can get it here locally at aaron's bookstore parenting while working from home um is the book and it's a monthly guide to help parents balance their careers connect with their kids and establish their inner strength um it is packed full of quick ideas and inspiration to help our fellow parents like juggle everything especially right now while we're working from home and doing everything out of our houses. But yeah, just definitely, I think some of the talks that even we had with her is just, it felt like it was kind of oddly refreshing because it was just kind of like, it was something we needed to hear. Um, and not, not us that we're acting like a child, but just some of the, the stuff that she was talking to us on a personal level is just the fact that it's okay to say no and it's you can just take a step back and just breathe and you know you can deal with certain things tomorrow some and you know i think especially with this past year how it's been is just kind of like it's been stressful and it's been crazy but you know what it's going to be okay and i think um yeah all that to say is i had a great talk with her yeah and i was gonna mention that exact same thing that little exercise that both of us went through with her as far as you know, trying to prioritize and, and learning to say no, I think that was very valuable. And, and like you said, kind of piggybacking on what you said about, you know, how this last year has been with COVID and, and just, you know, uh, learn to re sort of relax and breathe and enjoy the simple things in, in life. And we had a great time, as you said, talking to Sherry and going through those exercises. And I know I, I certainly learned a lot and had some great takeaways from that. Now, do you remember what the history segment was for that episode? And here's a clue. Um, as far as I know, you still haven't been there, but it's a famous intersection that's in Hollywood, and it might be in Lidditz, too. Vine and Hollywood? Ho Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood and Vine. You got it. Have you made your way out there yet? I have not. Plane tickets to Rothsville are kind of expensive, you know? Oh, I thought plane tickets were really uh, affordable now because it could. <laughs> <laughs> Have you figured out your accommodations as to where you're going to stay overnight when you drive into Rossville and, uh, you know, for your hotel room, for your long distance flight? I don't know. I was hoping for a, a bird's nest somewhere, but, you uh -huh. know, somewhere in the high in the hills. Yeah, <laughs> a bird's nest. I love that. It's so random. It's, it works. It works. All right. Now, moving on to episode 13, which was published just a couple weeks ago, uh, we learned some uh, local whiskey history with uh, Jim and Eric Wolf from Stolen Wolf Distillery. I think um, just growing up in such a, a community where I, I felt like it was so steeped in both um, American history, even family history. Every other street, um, I don't know, my dad always had some story of, of what it was like growing up in, uh, in Lidditz, whether it was his generation or, or one of the many before that. We had a great time there and talking to them and learning about their backgrounds and uh, about the distillery. And, uh, you know, of course, Eric's start in New York City, coming back, uh, wanting to raise a family here in Lidditz. And, and what were some of your highlights from, uh, from, that, from that conversation we had with uh, Jim and Eric? I just think it's, to me, fascinating for having over nine generations um, here in the Lidditz area doing this. I think that's just, that's to me is like the big, like that's, their families have seen this town grow. And I think that's just, 
if I could be a, a fly on the wall or if I could just be a wall in their house or, you know, somewhere to see just the, the change um, and just the growth. I think that is just so that just that it, that's if the walls could talk, I just think it's so cool. Jim and Eric Wolf, both being born and raised here. And, uh, you know, they're true lititzites at heart. I, I definitely say that they're 100%, 110% lititzites. That was the episode where we let Eric pick the historical highlight. And he chose something that we had already spoken about. But we talked about in more detail about the park caves and prohibition and tunnels around Lititz and tunnels in Lancaster City. And I know um, I learned some things that I didn't know before. All right, moving down to our 14th episode, we had a guest, uh, I guess he was all right. His name, Nate Boring, otherwise known as the Templar Knight of Lidditz. Tim, I don't even know where to start with this episode, so I'm just going to give the full floor to you and you know, tell us what you're feeling. I didn't think it was so cool. You know, I, I saw him back in, you know, October and I had no idea who he was. I was just like, I, I didn't know if it was a kid. I didn't know if it was man, woman, an older man, who knows, who knows nowadays. But I just thought it was like, hmm, that's, you know, odd to see someone, you know, walking around town in a, in a knight's uniform or knight's dress, like a cosplay. Uh, I'm going to go from, so I started all of this around August of 2020, around that time. So it was like, it was like nine to 10 months ago. And I got the inspiration from a YouTube channel. As I was watching the video and I saw the guy in the, the Templar outfit. I was like, you know, that's a really cool outfit. I kind of want one. Um, but I just think it was really, you know, once to actually interview him and get to know his story, I think just to, to know that he's obviously harmless and that he's just trying to spread some happiness and some smiles around town. I think it's, I thought, <laughs> you know, he and he's still in high school, so he has a, a lot more to go in life. And I think it's cool to see um, where he can go next with us. Yeah, you know, it was just fantastic interviewing him and I still have yet to see him uh, out and about, but I'm really looking forward to that. And um you know, he revealed to us that aside from being on this podcast, he was going to be in a Lidditz magazine. And since that show, since our show dropped, um, I sent you a post that there's an artist in Lidditz that did a sketch of, of him. And I also, I don't know if I told you this yet, but um, he's coming out with his own merch and t-shirts. So... That's awesome. I know. I'm definitely going to get a t-shirt. I think it's awesome Like that this young man is just winning the hearts of so many people around Lidditz. And he's, I think he's on the verge of going viral and just for what he does and uh, making people laugh and smile and, and you know, have a, have a good day. And uh, I know so many people have spotted him and uh, the show has been really popular for us. It's, it's one of our most listen to shows and, and we only interviewed him a week ago and it's already climbed in the top three, which is an, um, cr incredible and amazing and not surprising at all. I mean, do you, are you surprised by those stats? No, I, I mean, he, he did gr a great job with the, the questions and, you know, I think it's definitely trending currently. So I think, you know, we got on before, I would like to say we're the trendsetters. We got on a little before the train started rolling, but, you know, I think, uh, it stopped here in Lidditz and it's going to keep going. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm really excited for him and I'm really excited to see what his future holds. And, um, you know, he's still going to be crusading around Lidditz and so forth and, and continuing to put uh, smiles on people's faces. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now I want to talk about some of the stats of our show, um, which I know looking at these stats surprised us. As of yesterday, our 14 shows have over 2,500 total plays. Wow. Yeah. Now that's not each show, but that's grand total of the 14 shows. We have 25, over 2,500 plays, combined plays, which I think is just mind blowing. When I sent out to do this, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. And um, I mean, did you expect we'd get over uh, with 14 episodes under our belt did, were you expecting us to get uh over 2500 plays or more like 0.25 or i was hoping for at least more than 500 you know mm -hmm. i think with both of our outreaches and i think everything 
all our friends and family. I, I was hoping for more than 500. And I definitely say we got more than that. So I think it's so cool that people are listening. And um, I have several of my coworkers at work. So shout out to them for, hey, talking to me every, you know, every week. Like, hey, I listened to your episode. I thought it was really cool. And, oh, um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Ryan. Thanks for shouting that out. And I even, you know, Ryan, but I just think it's, sure. it's just so cool. Um, so I'm so happy that I get to do this with you because it's just been, it's been fun. And to even the history segments that you provide is like, it's fun to know um, different little tidbits of this town. So thank you. I appreciate that. I enjoy doing it with you too. Another interesting statistic. Um, I'm, I'm going to see if you can guess this. What percentage of our listeners are females and what percentage of our listeners are males? I want to say, I want to say, I want to say 50, 50. Okay. Is that an answer? <laughs> well, it, it's an answer. Uh, it's not correct. That's the cheating. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it, you know, this is a tough one. It's so hard to guess and so hard to gauge, but here's the breakdown. Uh, let me, let me go first and say 5% not specified. Okay. So that said, we're, we're now down to 95%. 62% are females. 33% are males. So little insight there. Hmm, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. All right. Let me ask you this. This is a multiple choice question for you. I'm going to give you uh, A, B, or C, and you have to guess which is the true age range of our listeners. Okay? Okay. 25 to 30, 35 to 44, or 45 to 60? Uh, I'm going to say... Was it 35 to 40? Well, yeah, B was 35 to 44. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah, I'll say that again then. Uh, can I go with B with 35 to 44? You are correct. 35 Ooh, to Got one point today. <laughs> is our age range of our listeners. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and, and that, for, for what that's worth, I, I think it, it aligns perfectly with, um, not that we're going for a specific age group, but I, I would, if I were to guess, and I, if you were to ask me that question that you just asked me, I would have guessed also that it probably would be 35 to 44. Okay, so wrapping up the stats here, what do you think is our most listened to show? And for bonus points, within five, how many listens does it have so far? Mm, man, they are all good episodes, and it's hard to choose. It's like picking right. your favorite child, you know, yeah, and, which and one. Not, by any means, I'm not saying <laughs> this is my favorite episode. They're all my favorite. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm just just going by the stats, which we really have really no control over. What, what's our most popular show? When I say popular, I mean, of course, the one that has the most listens. So I'm going to say all the right. one with the most listens. What if I gave you, what if I gave you what if I gave you the number and maybe Go for it. Yeah, it. what's the number? The number is 263 listens. Good night. 263. 263. And, uh, I'm going to say Artisan Mills. Artisan Mill is correct. Yeah, Artisan Mill has 264. We just got another one. Just while we were talking here, I, no joke. I refreshed <laughs> and uh, uh, yes, Artisan Mill has 264 listens. Uh, they're number one. I'm not going to say what the number two are. I, I did say that the uh, Templar Knight was in the top three uh, because, like you said, they're all kind of our favorites. So I don't want to start, you know, saying this one's better than that and so forth. But mm -hmm. uh, I will say, I'll, you know, I'll give you our talk about our most listened episode just because it's number one. Artisan Mill with 264 plays. So it doesn't surprise me. I mean, again, they're all great. I thought all of our guests were just phenomenal. And um, I don't know, does that, does that surprise you? I mean, um, I think, you know, with all their, the 90 plus different uh, vendors that they had in there, I think, you know, with the, having all those different vendors in there was definitely a help, you know, to spread the, the podcast around about, you know, their, their anchor store, you know, Artisan Mills. I think that was, um, I think that's, part of the helping it helping it uh explode yeah but um yeah all right well that's our 14 episodes and um i don't know tim do you have any parting words uh you know based on the last season or anything you're looking forward to in season two anything you want to do differently do you want to keep the same format i mean talk talk to 
talk to us and talk to our listeners a little bit about, uh, you know, your expectations for season two. I want to keep doing what we're doing. I think it's great. Um, I, you know, I think working with you alongside with you and getting to know these people, I think here in Lidditz has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think, you know, we, we had a pretty well diverse group of people that we were able to interview and I'm hoping for season two to be just as the same. And, um, I'm, you know, if there's anything that our listeners would like to hear differently or, uh, want to hear, um, definitely shoot us a message on any social media platform and we can, we'd love to either connect. Um, and if there's something that you, again, you think we can do differently, just let us know. Um, and I just, I want to keep doing this. I think this is really, I know we're not in it for the money. Um, and I think just, I think this is kind of a fun little side hobby hustling thing that we're doing that you and I are doing. And I think it's really cool. I think it's fun. So I don't want to, I don't want to stop. I think it's great. I, I think, um, you know, we've been pumping these out every week and most of these, we actually recorded literally several days before they got out there on the airwaves. So I think uh, we're going to continue to to publish these, you know, once a week. And um, as the weather gets warmer, we're going to have a lot of opportunities to get together in person, interview people in person safely as we approach summer and just so many things going on, 4th of July and so many other events on the horizon. And uh, again, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how all these play out with COVID in the next couple of months. But uh I, I think there's something to say about us taking a break now. We have 15 episodes under our belt, not too shabby. And uh, I am certainly looking forward to season two. So any other parting words, Tim, before we say goodbye? Thank you again to everybody that took their time out of their day. And, you know, if it was a busy day or a crazy day, I don't know what they had. And leading up to their interview with us, I thought, you know, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for taking that time and just to sit down and talk with us and share your stories and share your, just share your, your personality to everyone that listens. Um, you know, I, I can't wait for season two. And obviously while we have this little break, you can check in on older previous episodes um, and just stay connected with us on social media, anywhere on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And it's all at a podcast. All right, Tim. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to all our listeners. Stay tuned to our social media pages as we prepare season two for you. And we're going to publish episode one of season two just as soon as we can here, probably in about a month or so. But in the meantime, like Tim said, check out our past episodes and keep your eye on social media at Alitis Podcast for the latest updates. And uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening. And uh, Tim, enjoy the time off and uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Bye.